Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for more 24. Can you believe that we've been up for this many hours, Ben, and we haven't taken a break yet? Ooh, we're, what? We're fa- following suit with the show. We've not eaten. We're getting tired. We're not allowed to go to the bathroom. We're getting testy like Jack. <laughs> <laughs> We're soon going to get in trouble like Kim. We're getting lazy like Terry. (laughs) We're just taking on all the personalities of all of our favorite characters and Kim. Uh, But we're up to... (laughs) Good joke, That's the joke of the season. Well done. (laughs) Episode number 20, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. The quickest sunset in the history of television is here. <laughs> I told you that last week. You didn't believe me. You didn't oh, wow. believe were, me, did you? <laughs> were you ever right? Uh, but we got some fun stuff to talk about in this episode, and then we got Kim to talk about as well. <laughs> my name is Colin, and my dad's Jack Bauer. And my name is Ben, and... Ah! 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 That that scene should not be hilarious, but Jack Bauer getting tasered is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. (laughs) Everybody's turning around Schwartz and (laughs) (laughs) To put that into context, I sent Colin during the week a clip, which I swear everyone should look up right now. Stop listening. (laughs) Go to YouTube, type in Jack Bauer yelling and saying, damn it, for like five minutes or something (laughs) like that. It is literally just a clip montage on YouTube of Jack Bauer going, damn it, damn it, damn it. Yelling and screaming. It's hilarious. I highly recommend it. Better than this show. Way better than this show. Just stop listening to us. Every single week we drop an episode, listen to that instead, watch it instead. And then at the end of the season, we're going to do a recap on it. You finally will have an excuse to come back and listen to us. Exactly. And um, let's be honest, <clears throat> as I choke to death, how proud this show is. Um, <laughs> Again, any professional show would edit that out, but I, I'm the editor and I can't be fucked. Um, yeah, I've completely gone blank. I don't know where I was going with that. Move on, Ben. Uh, okay. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> insert uh, funny joke here. Ben was trying to be funny. You know, when I saw the opening credits for this episode, I think I was a little bit more excited. Uh, and we've kind of been going through this for a few weeks now. It's like, we know we're going somewhere. And, you know, you start to see, oh, I, I know. I remember what's happening here. I know where they're going with this. And then you kind of look at the episode as a whole and you're like, did anything really happen again this week? But I think as a whole, well, here's the thing. As a whole, I'm excited with where the show's going. But if we're going to be ranking an individual episode on the end of this, I'm still not sure how I'm going to feel. But let's be honest. I mean, Jack's stuff's great. 
nothing happens really. I mean, other than yeah, some torture, <laughs> it's it's slow moving, but it, it's great. It's cinematic, I think, is what the I, I remember uh, in season two, a couple of moments where I'm like, this is as big as any movie. I don't remember really having that feeling in season one other than the finale. Uh, but this episode, especially the, the big showdown we're going to get or semi showdown we're going to get with the, the, the Drazen army and the, the Bauer army. That's got to be like one of the most cinematic moments. And again, nothing really happens for the most part, but it's, it's, it's so epic. So there's some great moments in this episode I'm excited to talk about, but overall it, it's, it's holdover. We're going somewhere. I'm so disappointed in you, Colin Hilding. Um, you know, I, I looked at you today. You've got a bit of facial hair going on there. I was like, oh, look at you becoming a man finally. Um, but now I'm just disappointed because, like, I love this episode. Like, it's not going to be the best episode of 24 of all time, but I think I'm just back in my shoes when I was, like, 15 watching this episode and just remembering the excitement and just the levels of it because, like, as I've been saying the last couple of weeks, this is now, like, to me, like... I'm just on the edge of my seat with everything because I'm just like, you know, what's happening? Where's where, where's going on here? Why is he getting tasered? You know, like, who's this guy? And, you know, we've got two massive big guest stars here, reunions, basically, mm-hmm. between Keeper Sutherland and some big names. We've got the the Palmer drama kind of, you know, is getting back to the soap opera side of things, but it's still pretty decent. Um, but I don't know, like, I... I just love the tension of this episode. Like, okay, sure, you're sort of right. Nothing really does happen, but it's the tension. It's it's the drama. It's it's getting me excited. I want to know more. Like, just give me more. Britney Spears it up. Give give, give me, me give more. me more. Give me more. <laughs> give me more. Colin, give me give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Gee, the songwriter of that song didn't. <laughs> Drain their brain too much that day, did they? And yet, um, still, they make more money than us. What is wrong with this world? Like, in all seriousness, you, you think of some of the greatest songs that you know off by heart. And, um, yeah, Gimme More by Britney Spears. I, I, I really think that person got paid far more than they probably deserve to. So probably Max Martin or someone, right? I don't know. Should have been a writer on 24. <laughs> well, I can think of some other shows they could have been a writer on probably. <laughs> but um, Anyway, but no, I like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh. I, th- I thought we've reached our quota for saying that those two words together on this show. We're over a thousand episodes now. I thought we banned ourselves from ever mentioning that show. This is why people need to tune into Jack Bauer videos on YouTube <laughs> instead of us. We make too much Grey's. There's our reviews. We, we look up our reviews all the time. Our latest review, too many Grey's Anatomy references. That's like the, the Simpsons episode where Homer um, uh, turns in the complaint box uh, about the apples. No more apples in the vending machine. We're going to get no more Grey's Anatomy references, please. I mean, I one of our long-term th- third watch listeners, Orkides, he um, he will generally update me when a third watch actor is on Grey's Anatomy and I generally tell him <laughs> to promptly fuck off. So uh, I know he's listening to this because uh, he's messaged me a few times to say that he will be tuning into 24. So hello, Orkides. Uh, but to the Grey's Anatomy references uh, do not need to come to my Facebook Facebook inbox. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. Let's get the most pointless story out of the way here. Uh, Terry, <laughs> she's got... Terry gets rescued. The doctor goes and disappears. The end. All right, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> More or less. Although I do want to say, uh, I think we're really seeing the blend of Leslie Hope acting styles in this opening scene here as they're leaving the house, which again, it gets very dark very quickly. We'll, we'll, we'll go circle back to the Jack stuff later where that you know instant sunset happens. But it's pitch black by the time we get to Terry uh, about two minutes after it was broad daylight outside. Uh, Tony's come to the rescue. Dr. Phil has been shot. Uh, and 
Tony loads them all in the car, but Terry has a bit of a freak out here. Uh, now, the moment that's not so good where you can tell she is still not comfortable with this story and doesn't know whether she wants to give it all her effort is like, but the car, it, it exploded, and, and Kim, and Kim. The book just... Got brought out enough. You were just oh, moving. So I, it didn't mean to, I didn't mean to do it so dramatically. It was just <laughs> yeah, the way my like, microphone and wires. I thought I was going to tangle it, so I was like, well, over the top and go." You're like, "Oh, <laughs> hold on a second, Mister Hilding." Well, it's funny you say that when you finish this because I will be like, "Well, hold on a second, Mister Hilding." Actually, but she does have that that moment where she's still, "I'm just getting over my amnesia," and then Tony's like, "No, no, no, Kim's fine. She 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 escaped from the safe house." Okay, well then, where is she? And this is where she starts to become the panicky mother and forgets that she had amnesia. Uh, now her, now she, she has amnesia of her amnesia. She has amnesia. She has a, amnesia of her amnesia now. <laughs> that, that's a, a redundant statement. Is that the correct term? I, I don't know. That's a weird sentence. That's like Oz Network but, and listeners. It just doesn't work. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, when he starts filling her in the car, it's like, you know, uh, she she tried to call, but she didn't trust us, and I don't blame her. Tony's like, I don't blame her for not trusting us. We got moles everywhere, Terry. You shouldn't even trust me right now. Get out of the car. I'm a mole myself. God, you trusting <laughs> yeah. me? You've not, Soul I mean, patches? She's no wonder How many she didn't times? take my call. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. But that's basically it. Uh, other than Tony getting <laughs> on the phone to Nita. There's literally because they, they catch back up again when they take them to the clinic, which, by the way, I love it. Just take them to the clinic. Like, mm. is this the, the this is CTU's exclusive clinic, but it's a covert clinic. We can't call it CTU clinic. So it's just called the clinic yep. in quotes. And Dr. Phil goes to hang out with Daniel Craig from Tomb Raider because you never see or hear from him again. Yes. You don't know <laughs> what happens to him at all. So well, thanks, and that's- Phil. That's the weird thing, because I was going to ask if, if you've watched the next episode, if there's even an appearance of Dr. Phil, because Tony almost makes a big deal about him here, where they're setting up, like, oh, we're going to we're gonna be coming back to this guy when he's on the phone with Nina's like, yeah, I found her with a friend. Seems like a very good friend, from what I could tell, a very close friend from my <laughs> observations. So Nina's then, on the phone to Jack, oh my God, Terry was cheating on you too, let's get back together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, they're digging around for this, and then Dr. Phil not even mentioned again in the next episode, anything? Uh, I haven't watched the next one yet. I don't know if he's mentioned, but um, I can all but guarantee that, uh, yeah, Phil Parslow is... Just, I mean, we're not going to be talking about him by the end of season nine. Uh, okay. It's just like, we <laughs> wow. will be talking about Janet because, you know, Janet deserves to be talked about and we will always talk about Janet. Um, but apparently, okay, well, I'm actually just looking here on the 24 wiki so that apparently they had, a, and I'm guessing this might have been one of the 24 novels they did. So we've got the House Special <laughs> Subcommittee. I'm just wishing this would load a little bit quicker. Thanks, Internet. That's a great time for you to be slow. But it says here, after day one, Dr. Parslow testified before the House Special Subcommittee. So uh, perhaps if we did our research and bought all the 24 novellas, because, uh, I, I mean, in all seriousness, there are like a, a bunch of novels that they did do of uh, sort of side stories and everything to kind of connect with things. And there'll be certain seasons which we can talk about. They did prequels uh, sort of to certain seasons as well. But, um, yeah, so this is... Okay, it's finally loaded now. The House Subcommittee was a 12-member subcommittee of the U.S. by the California. So, like, what is this? What is this, a book? Like, how do they know this? <laughs> um this is literally like they've had a real subcommittee. Like, did the actual Senate go, okay, we're going to have a real thing to do with 24? Um, yeah, so there's some suspicious stuff going on in that 24 show. We want to talk to Phil uh, Parslow. 
It is a novel. Okay, so they've got the House Special Subcommittee, and then it's got, for the titular novel, C24, the House Special Subcommittee's finding at CTU. Wow, that sounds like a page turner. Oh, uh, I'm going to read that when we get to the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've got my comics. I still haven't actually read the Nightfall ones because I'm actually waiting for the... I realise I've dug them out and I'm missing the final one, so I'm waiting for that to arrive before I read them. But um, anyway, uh, so thoughts on this? Um, nothing. I don't have anything to say. Uh, the, I mean, Good. Moving on. The, well, we'll, we'll check say- back with Terry and the season finale. <laughs> well, the, the book... Uh, funnily enough, the sort of the main text of the book. The Phil uh, Parslow book? Well, the official, no, the official companion season one and two by Tara DeLulo. Buy it now. Um, it actually, the whole text is about, you were mentioning funnily enough about Leslie Hope being a bit uncomfortable about this. Um, she, it says here, it proved to be one of the most difficult scenes for Leslie Hope. I was really challenged when Tony came to get me. I think all over again that Kim is dead and I had to completely lose my shit again. She sighs. <laughs> I remember it was 2am, it was cold, and it just felt like I had done this over and over again. I remember thinking the challenge was that I couldn't fake my way through it. Sometimes as an actor on other shows, you can fake it, right? You can sort of do smoke and mirrors and say, look, over here. But we couldn't do that on 24 due to the nature of the show, and I remember thinking, I don't know if I could pull this off or not. Again, it wasn't that I didn't think it was right for the character, but I wasn't sure I could physically do it. So <laughs> Leslie Hope's sick of this as well. She's just like, oh, God, lock me up in CTU for the rest of it. But it also, it also says here that, uh, Carlos Bernard was happy that uh, Tony got to leave the office for the first time which can we just say like I know we kind of talked about it at the end of last week but was it last week or the week before when Nina Tony sort of says to Nina like Nina you're not a field agent um, yet the whole series so far feels like Nina's more of a field agent than Tony like oh, yeah. you know what I mean so like I always kind of think that this is Nina who saves the day here and you feel it more realistic but no we got this random line like in a recent episode saying Nina's not a field agent. And it's like, oh, well, Tony is? Like- <laughs> I mean, I won't spoil too much of it, but I mean, when we get to, I think it's season two, Tony gets a little bit of field action inside CTU, but I don't know if we ever see him leave the building again after this until, you know, what, season four? Yeah, no, you might be right. Um, I want to say season three, he leaves the office, does No, that's Michelle. Um, cause Tony's the boss. He's really in charge in season three from memory. Yeah. So, um, guys, spoilers all around. Um, yeah, no, you might be right there. But having said that, we said that about, um, David and, uh, Jack never being in a room together and we've already been wrong and they're still going to be in a room together this season, I've remembered. So anyway. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to Kim if we have to. Uh, uh it keeps I do like better. <laughs> I do like that, uh, uh, Homie is back here. Um, <laughs> Officer Homie. Uh, which I I didn't remember him having another episode, but I mean he he continues to he's interrogate. In he's in, I yeah, think he, he's in at least three or four. Yeah, he really wants to get to the bottom of this Frank stuff. Uh, oh. It's all about Frank, and Kim in this detention center or whatever the whole time is basically just saying i shouldn't be here Rick, tell them I shouldn't be here. No, it's okay. Just tell me you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, I I do really question. I mean, I'm guessing this is just a regular police precinct. And their holding cells are co-ed. Uh, I don't know if they do that anywhere. I well, the isn't the one that Kim gets put in all women, and they just get dragged past the all male ones, though, isn't that? I it swear is? it was. I swear it was men and women. No, that, that was a woman. She had short hair, Colin. Um, <laughs> women are allowed to have short hair. We, sh- you should know that. But no, I mean, I, I mean, from what I can tell, it's all women in the one that Kim gets put into. Because yeah, I would. I would imagine that uh, you know those criminals. They you wouldn't put yeah. men and women and criminals together, like you know, like you're just asking him here for, for rape. Trouble. Put him in with the girl, like sure, <laughs> that makes sense. 
but but basically Kim's drama here is going to be two things. Uh, one, when she goes into Officer Homie, <laughs> this, oh, I know that they're writing a realistic teenager here, but there, I don't think there's been any moment this season where I have more wanted to scream at Kim than when she goes in and just crosses her arms like, my dad is Jack Bauer. And the officer's like, okay, <laughs> and? <laughs> my dad's Mr. Like, Homie. What's the yeah, point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my dad's Steve Homie. <laughs> we should introduce them. <laughs> while, while we're sharing, um, your point is? Or, or what was the other way they were going to go with this? I mean, oh, you mean the guy who tried to assassinate a presidential yeah. candidate, a black presidential candidate? Bring Which, him in. We have some questions for him too. Which, I mean, I, I'm, I'm jumping in here. I'm stealing your thunder. But, like, there's a massive plot hole here when all of a sudden she's like, oh, yeah, somebody tried to assassinate David Palmer. Do you want to know how I know that? It's like, oh, because it's been on the news all day. Um, yeah. It's like, well, no, it hasn't because it hasn't. we saw that earlier. No one gave a shit. So make your mind yeah. up, 24 writers. <laughs> they specifically said, oh, oh, we're going to bury this. It's not even going to come out. And if it did... Nobody in the media is talking about it because because that's a bigger story than some scandal coming out about Keith and Nicole. On the same day a 747 blew up yeah. over the Mojave Desert. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm sorry, David Palmer, that you nearly got shot. I'm sorry there's a scandal. 747 blowing up over the Mojave Desert is the biggest news story of the day. These are innocent people dying over the <laughs> body parts floating in California right now. Yeah, how like, self-centered of David to think it's all about him when so many oh. people died over the Mojave Desert. If only they and had there's passenger lists. lists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on the same day that a famous local interior designer got momentary amnesia for three hours. This is a big news day, Kim. Oh. Presidential what, assassination uh, attempt? Come on. And Lorraine Kingsley left the network. Oh, <laughs> you, called no. Lorraine, you called her Lorraine again. Maureen, Maureen, Maureen. Maureen. Lorraine, who gives a shit? <laughs> May as well be Dr. Phil Parslow, but no. <laughs> Maureen Kingsley, come on. Uh, that's it, other than the fact that um, Melanie is, I guess, spinning some stories behind the scenes to uh, <laughs> Officer Homie here. It's like, oh, yeah, she uh, she likes to tell tall tale. Tell tall tale. Whoever came up with telling tall tales? That's that's a tongue twister. Telling I tall know, tales, tongue twister. There we go. Say Someone's that. smarter than me. Apparently not smarter than me because I can't say it. Uh, <laughs> but they throw Melanie and uh, Kim in the same cell together. Uh, Melanie, Melanie's a little bit intolerable here, other than the fact that She's doing this to Kim, so I kind of like her for it. <laughs> well, I mean, you think this is intolerable, Colin. We've still got a few more episodes of this where it's going to get worse. Remember, Bring It On is still yet to come. So Bring um, It On! Like, it's, I mean, I'm kind of with Team Melanie. <laughs> like, yeah. don't listen to the bitch, she lies. Well, I mean, in her eyes, she does. Like, I mean, she's trying to steal your boyfriend and, like, fucking... Mm-hmm. Now, and even here, in this cell, like, Kim's sitting with Rick and it's all cosy up with Rick. Like, if I'm Melanie, I'm pissed off, like... What the fuck? Why are you sitting with random yeah. blonde girl who I don't... Why aren't you sitting with me, your girlfriend? Like, Jesus Christ. Well, also, Rick hasn't told Melanie anything. She she sort of found out about uh, Dan or whatever, but he hasn't... I don't think he's told her the full story. Not so if Kim's saying. been running her... If, if Kim's been running her mouth off for the last three, four hours saying, okay, and then we were kidnapped and then they shot my friend up with heroin. Like, of course that sounds like a girl who's making everything up. Nothing Kim says sounds realistic, especially if she goes in there with that snotty, my dad's Jack Bauer attitude. Like, I'm not going to believe a word she says. 
This, this is exactly like I'm surprised she didn't use Todd and his Stanford bloody scholarship. Like, I mean, God, that's probably <laughs> – she may, may as well use that. My dad's Jack Bauer and my friend Todd got a scholarship. Oh, Todd, the Todd. He was in foster yeah. care. Well, we know Todd. But, like, Melanie – He was on the news a, earlier right after he, they announced the presidential assassination <laughs> attempt. I, I actually want Kim to go, like – my dad's Jack Bauer. So, yeah, he was helping find the passenger list for the plane that blew up. Do you want to know how I know about that? I don't know anything about that. Tell me, a plane blew up over the... Yeah. When did this happen? I feel like I should know that. But Melanie could be understanding. Why doesn't Rick and that tell her? Like, she could be all like, I'm grumpy Melanie. But then all Rick has to do is go, this is what happened. Melanie might go, oh, Kim, are you okay? Would you like a cup of tea? Like, I mean, yeah. like, I mean <laughs> you don't know. You're just judging Melanie. Well, and here's the other problem I have. They have not done a good job setting up that there's any relationship between Melanie and Rick. And I feel like this is where maybe they've, they've kind of sabotaged, maybe they're intentionally trying to sabotage Melanie's character so you like her less. Because realistically, you're going to side with her if mm. this whole Kim thing happens. But the fact that other than Rick trying to take a nap and Melanie coming and sitting down on the bed, they haven't shown them having any relationship. He's talking right. to Kim. He's sitting next to Kim. He's getting cozy with Kim. If they had had even one scene where she goes to give him a kiss and he's just like, ooh, uncomfortable, the other girl's here, then I'm going to buy it more. But maybe that's their intention that they don't want you to feel bad for Melanie. Yeah, because you're right. I, I feel if you want us to not like this girl and kind of be a bit like standoffish, make her Dan's girlfriend. Like, she's Yeah, or make her somebody Dan. who who's in love with Rick and Rick's like, oh, you know, I just, I, I just, I can't take that girl. You know, she, yeah, she's like obsessed with me. Ex-girlfriend who comes out. Because, yeah, like, I mean, again, if this is meant to be Rick's girlfriend, I'm on team Melanie, like, because Rick is being a dick. Rick mm -hmm. is being a dick to Melanie. Rick's, like, <laughs> Rick's a dick. <laughs> legitimately flaunting this brand new girl that he met all these hours ago, like, and you're meant to be all like, we're meant to be still team Kim. Like, no, I'm not team Kim. Fuck Kim. Like, Melanie's right here. So, screw you, Kim. Cougar, attack you. Cougar, attack you. You use the <laughs> cougar, attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like a the, the bloody Pokemon thing, you know, like Pikachu, <laughs> Thunderbolt, cougar, attack. Uh, we'll, we'll cover the Palmer drama, which is good. It's just, it's brief. It's maybe two scenes here. Uh, the polls are closed and they've already called it. Yeah. <laughs> two minutes Jesus. into the polls being closed. We have tabulated all the votes. And we are projecting David Palmer wins California along with all the other states. Uh, pretty realistic here. <laughs> but uh, other than that, we have uh, – it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's – I was going to call her Terry, and then I was going to call her Kim, and I was going to call her Nina. What's her name? What's her name? Sherry. Sherry. That's where I got mixed up. Sherry and Terry. They shouldn't have done that. Sherry what's with and these, Terry. What's like with the these 24 the guys going – yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> these 24 guys really go for Aries. Yeah. Uh, not Aries, dairy, and but maybe they are Aries. I don't know. Dairy, they don't like dairy. Fairy, um, fairy, Nanny, Larry, Harry McClary, um, <laughs> Gary. Bear, Do we have any Garys on Twenty Four? Um, sure, Gary Oldman, that famous <laughs> Gary <role>. Oldman. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'll, you keep type. I'll type in. Let's type in Gary into Twenty Four Wiki and see what it comes <laughs> up with. There's Gary Disambiguation, Gary Marwin Mercenary, Gary Day 8, Gary Felston oh. Employee. Gar There's a lot of Garys on 24. <laughs> wow, that's 
Jack falls in love with Gary in between. There's a novel about Jack and Gary appearing before a subcommittee and they lock eyes across the room and they instantly embrace. Can we, can we, I seriously want to get the subcommittee book and just do it. Do a re- <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm do doing it, it. I'm right, right now. now. <laughs> Buy it on Amazon, Colin. Do it. Phil Parslow, a 24 novel. <laughs> Phil was sitting in his favorite cafe. <laughs> Uh, but this scene between Sherry and David, like, ugh, I keep saying this every single week, but, like, if we do a top five Sherry moments, I want this to be in it. Uh, she's sulking, uh, but in the right kind of way where you're still, you know, getting behind her, where she's saying, you know, oh, I hope you're happy. You just gave your concession speech. Like, I love that she refers to his big heroic moment as his concession speech. And then says something about, uh, you know, it took you 10 minutes to tear apart what it took us 25 years to work towards uh and it basically becomes them disagreeing about you know oh this is over and she sort of drops a thing about you know you know oh you've ended this all which david decides to take for the rest of the episode saying do you mean that our marriage is over which i'm pretty sure she was saying the campaign was over there so without spoiling anything if, if if this couple eventually does break up it's david's call um well, are you reading it differently? Or look no, no, on your no. Face? I'm, I'm reading it completely differently because to me, that's Palmer saying that uh, David saying that he's basically claiming that it's over, like that, that it's him saying that because we get that scene then later on when he's like, "You haven't been in love with me for a long time. You're basically in love with the power." So that that I read it, yeah, I read it completely that David's the one implying that it's over because Sherry in no way wants it to be over. Sherry's well, in, I, mean, I this agree. Is, this is the implication. This, this is what I was talking about last week about how this kind of comes out of nowhere in some way because, like, we've only had maybe two moments of Sherry being, quote, evil. I feel like you needed to bring this on a little bit more because, like, it's just all of a sudden it's like, you haven't been in love with me for a while. You're in love with the power. Like, it's like, okay, this kind of came out of nowhere. But, like, at the same mm-hmm. time, they will develop this more in the coming final episodes until we get a mm-hmm. massively amazing scene in the final episode. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of got to say I'm also on board with Sherry here in many ways because, yeah. like, I mean, okay, Palmer's about to get lucky in terms of that the poll, the, his speech doesn't affect him. So, okay, he, he rode through it, so he's right. But as we've mentioned in the last few episodes, like, if this was realistic, Palmer's screwed. And, like, even, even yeah. the thing is, one thing I will say, though, is why this is kind of like Palmer being a bit like nan 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 is... As we said last week, like, so the polls are in his favour. He's come out with his scandal after the polls have closed. So, like, mm-hmm. if if Donald Trump wins the election, and then, a, which he did, remember that, uh, and a day later, it's like Donald Trump caught burning Chicago down and pissing on the graves of people. Like, there's time between... Well, he probably still get in. I mean, you know, he did grab women by the pussy and that didn't stop him. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not saying he's untouchable. My point is, is that between the Democratic primary and him getting endorsed as a Democratic candidate for the presidential election of 2002? Uh, yeah, I don't get that how that works. But anyway, um, I think actually... I I think there's, there's a, a website or something where they try and work out the actual timeline. And I think technically this is meant to be set in the year 2000, I think think i could be wrong there but anyway um that he still this scandal could still like rock him the democrats could be like well no we're not endorsing him this guy's like harboring killers and stuff so anyway uh killers and stuff killers and stuff but uh you know it works out for david so he's technically right and then obviously now we're really kind of ramping up the sherry's evil storyline but again is she 
Is mm-hmm. she? No, not she's not. Not at all. No. Is she a great wife? Maybe no. not the best, but <laughs> is she uh, great at her job? Which, by the way, if you really think that the, the, the political side doesn't matter, then why does David still run for office? Why does he say, you know what, I've seen the dirty side of politics and I want out? I, I also have to say that, again, we're not, we're sort of spoiling it, but we're not in the same way. Like, if Palmer goes into the election in November and he's single and he's going through a divorce, like, some people might love Sherry. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say that some people probably didn't vote for Barack Obama because of Michelle Obama. Some people voted oh, well, for Joe Biden because of, what's her name, Jill. Like, I mean, yeah. I voted for Bill Clinton. I was a kid. I for Hillary because, yeah, Hillary. But, like, yeah, I mean, everyone voted for Laura Bush, clearly. But the, the point <laughs> is, like, that's going to affect him too. <laughs> like, I mean, Palmer gets very lucky when he gets elected president. I'm just saying that now. Spoiler alert, he was president for next season. But Jesus Christ, he got some luck. Leo, if we're comparing this to the Clintons, for example, uh, let's say after the whole Monica Lewinsky and all those, the other girl, the long string of girls uh, scandal, if they split up, do you think anybody is going to be siding with Bill Clinton in that? No, absolutely not. And that's the thing. Like, I, I, I can't imagine. And like, look, it's been what more than twenty years. So I'm assuming that Hillary's forgiven him. I don't know, but like, this is very similar. Like, this, I mean, okay, t- Dave's not cheating. Dave's not getting blowies in the in the White House. But like, the the <laughs> point know, is, he's like, a good guy. But you're you're right. Like, if if Bill and Hillary had a split up and divorced in the middle of a term, like that's going to affect. Like, I can't imagine that these two didn't have to have this conversation and basically be like. I'm I'm staying with you purely for the fact that um w- this is political. You need to you know mm-hmm. when you say and like I mean, I mean he, he had he couldn't get reelected because that was right at the end of his term. But um yeah. still like I mean they're still together after all these years. I don't know how happy they are. I haven't talked to them in a while. But like the point <laughs> is <laughs> not since you voted for them. <laughs> but but I mean this is like this is a whole other tangent and a whole other co- topic. But I mean it was funny when the whole election happened with Hillary Clinton. How they kind of used that against her about the whole Bill mm-hmm. Clinton thing. It's like well it's not really Hillary's fault. Like yeah exactly. Well that's and that's my point because here's the thing. Nobody in the media knows anything about Sherry. She is just the wife. Yeah. So David has come out and said, listen, people involved with me did some things they shouldn't have done. My children did some things that are going to sound a little bit scandalous. Sherry's name is never dropped. So if they split up, David is the one who's taking all the heat on this because his name is the one who's been connected to all this, not Sherry. So regardless of whatever Sherry might be pushing for, Sherry has done nothing that's going to come out in the media. What is David going to say? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I really didn't like the way that she was saying we shouldn't come forward with this. People are going to be like, well, she was protecting her children. (laughs) And Sherry's a scorned wife. She's going to go to the media and probably spill the beans. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, this this is the thing. Like, it's it's early 2000s, I guess, like, at the time, this was an evil character, right? Like, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. compare this to Survivor. Jerry Manthe was the epitome of villainous on Survivor in 2001. Like, but, like, nowadays, it's just, it's laughable to see that she's able to, like, Sherry, like, this is why I feel like you and I are just going to defend this woman so much because, okay, she destroyed a tape, but for good reasons. 
Okay, she kept a secret from David for good reasons. There's maybe one thing that is to come in this season that you can be like, okay, that's a bit dirty, Sherry. I see what you're trying to do there, but, you know, like you can sort of fine line. But moving forward, particularly season three, I'm going to defend Sherry so much that she's just mm-hmm. painted out as this massive villain. And, like, name one thing that Sherry does that is ultimately one of the... Like, if you were to rank the most villainous things that anybody does in 24, uh, Sherry wouldn't even crack the top 50. Yeah, and let's talk about destroying the tape. This comes out in the media? Who's going to prove this? What tape? I don't know mm. what you're talking about. <laughs> yep. She comes out uh, on the good side of this no matter what. But I, I love the way that she has a conversation though with David where David's like, Mike is saying that we have a really good chance even regardless of this, you know. Mike's going to tell you we're not. Again, a solid point. Do you think Mike's going to be like, you know what? You're done. Okay, yeah. I quit. I'll see you later. No. Exactly. Mike wants his job. Like, like Sherry's not a job. Sherry's your wife. Like, whereas Mike's yeah. a job. Like, if Mike's just coming in every day going, oh, fuck, David, we're fucked. We're fucked, David. We're not going to fucking win. Like, get me something more positive. Like, get me Tom Hanks. I'm going to be out of the job. I'm going to be out of the job. <laughs> Come on. Like, get, get me Barney the Dinosaur or something like that. You know, like. But, like, the but- final moment here now, no, they, they do have that, that conversation where she's like, no, you are not going to divorce me, David. Oh. We're going to be the happy couple and Give we're going to become... It's amazing because what what makes it even better is that final scene where they're at their victory party or whatever, which again, they're completely ignoring the fact that somebody's still trying to kill you. They're like, we're going to lock you up in a hotel, but now let's throw you out there with everybody again. But where Sherry's like all smiles and then you look and David is too. I think what I loved about that is like Sherry is so persuasive that David's not like giving her a dirty look across the room saying, all right, I'll play along with you now, Sherry. He's like, ha, 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 ha. that game. <laughs> <laughs> like he's going along with it. So even right here, I'm saying he knows she has a point. But the thing I will say about this whole storyline, like what sells it and what makes me not like go overboard with the whole like this comes out of nowhere thing it's just these two are so amazing. Like, I believe yeah. these two are a married couple. I literally believe oh, yeah. these two are a married couple. Both of them, the way they act, like, you, like as much as we've said the whole season about David being a pretty cruddy politician, yet he's come out here on top, luckily here. But, like, as I said last week, he's the heart of the show. You like this guy. Like, you just feel for him. Like, even when he's doing shit things, you feel for him. And then you just, like... I feel for Sherry because she's just like so power hungry, but she's kind of like, she's, she's kind of playing the cards here. Like, you're not going to leave me, David. Like, I'm going to be mm-hmm. standing next to you on inauguration day. Because like, again, she's kind of going back to our point. Like what person would divorce someone in the lead up to a presidential election? Like we've never seen, I don't think we've ever had a single uh, president ever. I don't know my entire history of the presidents, but I'm pretty sure we've never had a, just, I mean, I guess, uh, well, she was the first lady. She wasn't the president, but I guess, you know, when they die, they're kind of single, but that's too soon. Well, Poor, Canada had okay. one prime minister, which uh, maybe this works in David's favor. Uh, probably the most popular prime minister of all time, Trudeau, not Justin. But, hey, uh, he's my his, most his popular father. prime minister. That ass. <laughs> his father, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, uh, who almost unanimously is considered like Canada's, and he's probably the longest running, you know, prime minister we ever had as well. Uh, him and his wife got divorced because I believe she had, well, I know she had an affair, but I believe it was with Mick Jagger. <laughs> like, no joke. <laughs> I think it came out afterwards that she had slept with Mick Jagger before they divorced. Wow. Uh, so, 
yeah, he ended up still getting reelected, I think, a couple of times after that. Uh, so, but that's so the only time it's ever happened. With the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, you can almost say that Pierre Trudeau fucked David Bowie then, because uh, if he's fucked yeah. his wife <laughs> and his wife's fucked Mick Jagger and Mick Jagger's fucked David Bowie, then there's a combination we didn't really need to know we have. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, Australian Prime Minister Julia Gillard was not married to her partner. They, they famously, everyone always questioned them, like, why aren't you married? Why aren't you married? And it's like, well, why do we need to be married? So that she was in a relationship. But, um, yeah, so, and then I believe Jacinda Ardern is not married. I don't know if she's How is she not married? There's a woman. Well, she, she's she's got a partner she's had like a baby or two in since she's been prime minister but i don't think they're married maybe they did get married i don't know i don't watch the news anymore i'm not new zealand anymore. <laughs> who cares about them jesus i want i uh, want sherry palmer to be prime minister of new zealand now there's a leader there you go and you'll marry her oh fucking oath i would jesus <laughs> penny johnson gerald right. if you're listening add, add, well, we add another last name to your name would be penny johnson gerald waterworth, there's, gerald a, waterworth. there's a mouthful <laughs> And just just because, as a 24 fan, you want it, she's going to become Penny Johnson, Gerald Palmer, Waterworth. Yeah, well, absolutely. No, Penny Johnson, <laughs> Gerald Palmer, Bauer, Waterworth. <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> Mason. Andrew Geller. Parslow. <laughs> Penny, Johnson, Penny Johnson, Gerald, Palmer, Bauer, York, <laughs> Parslow, Waterworth. <laughs> Taquitos. <laughs> Takio, yes. Okay, so Tom. the Jack stuff. Uh, when we last left Jack and Mason, we saw the sun starting to set. When we pick up, 10 seconds later, the sun is down and it is pitch black outside. Classic LA. I mean, we talked about this in the morning, right? Like, yeah. it just, the sun goes up. I've been there. I've been to LA. It happens all the time. You blink and it's literal. Oh, it's dark. It's light. Oh. Yeah, well, they're already wandering around with flashlights. Like, in the amount of time the last episode ends to this one... It would take me longer to pull a flashlight out and turn it on than it takes for them to be wandering well, around the, a flashlight. The opening shot of this episode is literally a shot of the sun, like, going, yeah. like down the thing. Like, it's so quick. Do you know what I don't understand about this is that, yeah, they want to start off the episode on the right scene, but you could have instantly resolved this by having the show open, show the sun going down in your opening shot, but then cut to Kim, who's, I think, the only one indoors, or cut to David, who's indoors, yeah. And then when you come back to Jack, you believe that the sun's down, but it's seconds later. If you watch this back to back, it is pitch black. You feel like you missed the deleted scene here. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, you get why they've got to do it. Like, you know, but I mean, even like have a twilight, like they sort of had at the end of it. Twilight? No. Oh, God, no. Vampires and werewolves. (laughs) Robert Pattinson would be a good Jack Bauer, actually. Um, But like (laughs) halfway through the episode, like kind of, you know, go it, gradually do it that way. Not like just... yeah. I, I I can't remember all the other seasons when you go from day to night if there's more if they work on this from memory but um yeah like I mean at least when we get to season nine and legacy uh, at least there are only twelve hour seasons so I mean they kind of can avoid that so yeah yeah uh, but they find something very exciting on the ground a hatch oh it's a hatch <laughs> locks it Boone's around we open it up and we see Locke and Boone and Boone uh, <laughs> there's yes. a button we don't know what we're supposed to do Desmond's uh, down there this ends up in the big debate of the episode it's like oh, okay so um, um, sexy agent, agent man is coming out of surgery we gotta go see him no no I wanna look more at the hatch no no I wanna look more at Drazen no I wanna look at the hatch no Drazen okay <laughs> we'll do both <laughs> 
you're you're in my custody. You are you know I'm your chaperone, but it's okay. I trust you, Jack. He's not. I mean, Jack makes a bit of a case here. Listen, listen. You can trust me. He has not done much to prove he's trust me. He shot you a few hours ago, Mason. But of course, maybe the intention is they still want you to be suspicious of Mason here. Well, that's oh. what I was about to say. Is that what this is meant to be? That he leaves Jack like, oh, you know, he knows what it is, so he's gonna leave like that. That yeah. to me again, it's it's the overselling of Mason being evil. But I'm sad because I like the Mason and Jack little. Oh, uh, the bromance was great last week. Oh, it. It sort of comes back next season, doesn't it? I think for a bit. But mm. oh, the first episode, of course. Um, but yeah, oh well. But Jack basically sticks around, and uh, he ends up finding a, a staircase. Uh, he goes down the stairs into uh, I'm going to call this Lou Diamond Phillips Rave Cave. Uh, so a lot of strobes, a lot of sirens. Jack, <laughs> love Jack Bell getting like a. Li- I don't know why I laugh at it so much, but it's just like <laughs> next thing Jack Bell's vomiting. Like I just I don't know. Brilliant. Yeah, we see him, and he's. We can't show people going to the bathroom on this show. But we can show them throwing up in a dirty cell toilet. <laughs> Which Fox it's, standards. It's also very quick. Like, it's a, what, a three-minute, four-minute commercial break. So they're pretty quick at shoving him in a shell and waking up and vomiting. Like, yeah. I mean, and then Lou <laughs> exactly. Diamond Phillips, there he is. Like, movies, and- Lou Diamond Phillips shows up and just kind of, uh, you know, straight away, like, I know who you are, you're Jack Bauer. He knows who Jack Bauer is. Clearly he's a cop. <laughs> not know who Kim is. <laughs> Well, I, I want to talk about Lou Diamond Phillips for a second because... Uh, Only a second? Come on, he deserves more than that. It's Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> well, I'll talk Academy about Award him for nominee, isn't he? 10 seconds. Yeah, I think he got nominated for La Bamba. Uh, but I remember this being the big... Sh- I mean, this episode has two big shocking... Oh, my... They got that actor to be on a show like this? Like, unannounced cameo? This would be a big deal if you were doing a movie and you had an unannounced cameo from Lou Diamond Phillips or you know, Dennis Hopper. Uh, but I remember seeing this the first time and being like, Lou Diamond Phillips. And probably for the first two or three seasons, when I would look back on season one, I would always remember it as, oh, yeah, the one with Dennis Hopper and Lou Diamond Phillips as if they were main stars on the show. But somewhere along the way, I forgot Lou Diamond Phillips was in this because when he popped up, I'm like, Lou Diamond Phillips? I'm like, yes, this is the Lou Diamond Phillips season. It's so great to have him on here, but... It's he's he's not as major of a character as I think I made him up oh, to be for seven no. years and then completely forgot about him. But I love your reaction. This, yes, Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> it's Lou Diamond Phillips. But it, it's not necessarily I'm a massive Lou Diamond Phillips fan. I mean, I, you know, a few good men's great, right? Uh, like you said, Kiefer Sutherland reunion here. But it, it was more the fact that you were watching a TV show. We mentioned at the beginning of the season what a big deal it was, even in 2001 that Kiefer Sutherland was doing a TV show. We're so spoiled now that every The Rock has a TV show, you know? Uh, you have a, a TV couple of them, show. I think. I do, yeah. Ben, Ben's on a couple shows, right? You, yeah, you, we don't talk about those. You, you're, yeah, your profile pick is you on, on the news. I saw that the other day. I'm like, Ben was on the news, and I forgot about that. Did you forget <laughs> about for that? for the right reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the news a lot of times, Colin, but not for the right <laughs> Ben Waterworth was arrested again today. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's just the 2001 thing because Kiefer Sutherland, even though he was not a massive, massive movie star, that's not, you didn't expect an actor who had name recognition to be on a TV show. And it was the same thing with Lou Diamond Phillips. And then 
when you, you know, eventually you're going to show Dennis Hopper in this episode, Dennis that completely Hopper. blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so much so that I think for years afterwards, I blended the Zelchko, Ivanik, and Dennis Hopper characters into one. Because a couple of the, and, and again, I never forgot Zelchko, Ivanik, because I, I think I already said I was a big fan of his because uh, the movie he made, School Ties, with Brendan Fraser and uh, Matt Damon, like in the early 90s. Uh, but a couple of the Zelsko Ivanik scenes that we had so far in the season, I remember it as a Dennis Hopper scene, and I don't know why. Uh, but anyways, really cool thing here. Like, I, I love the idea of this episode, I think, more than than what we end up getting. And again, I'm not criticizing the episode. It's just not a lot happens. The idea that there's this secret in the middle of, it's not a wildlife preserve. I just figured that out. Uh, that's really cool. Like that's something you expect to see in something like Lost, you know, like one prisoner or whatever. And this is what Jack stumbles across. I mean, basically this is going to be the rest of the episode that uh, they find out there's a prisoner here and Jack finds out who it is and dun, 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 Dennis Hopper, <laughs> the, the guy from Speed, uh, the guy from Easy Rider. But this is basically just going to be the, the entire twist of the season, or there's going to be many more twists to come in the season, but this is what it's all about. Drazen is alive. Jack's like, I thought you were dead. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> this is I, another Simpsons one. I remember uh, we just watched the episode the other day where Marge and Lisa are watching a soap opera, and all of a sudden this disheveled-looking priest comes to the door. Like, Father McGrath, I thought you were dead. I was. <laughs> I wanted Dennis Hopper here. Who's? I don't think he he doesn't have a single line in this episode, does he? Unless I missed one. No, he does. He has a couple of lines. He's he's oh, okay. closing line. The, you know, the the cliffhanger line. Did you watch this episode, Colin Hilding? God, anyone <laughs> would think you were planning on hosting this episode. <laughs> well, I, he, he does play it silent for a lot of the episode. I'm not wrong on that, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, but part of it. But uh, no, he, he has a few more lines. But I, I actually, I like the fact that they um, didn't put him in the opening credits. Because like when I yeah. was looking at the special guest stars and that, and I saw you see Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, and I'm thinking, but I, I literally straight away was like, but Dennis Hopper's in this episode, and then they they kind of mm. keep like it's kind of I like it when they do that. I know we talked a bit about that on I think on um third watch that it would and also Nip Tuck I believe that kind of it ruins it when all of a sudden like particularly if a a prominent actor is playing someone that you know and you kind of like, oh well they're clearly back in this episode or something like that. But mm. like I get it, I get you know, that Hollywood and these actors, Vigos, and they want, you know, they get certain appearance fees and all that sort of stuff by whatever their name appears in the credits. But um, it's it's a nice little touch because um, not that, like, you know, people were going, oh, we know Dennis Hopper's being cast as Victor Drazen. But, like, even if you put special guest star Dennis Hopper, you're going to be like, oh, like, that's a pretty big deal. Like, he's clearly going to be playing someone major. He's not just going to be, like, CTU agent Phil, um, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, or doctor to Phil at the clinic. So... <laughs> It's kind of a nice surprise, but um, it's actually really interesting. Lou Diamond Phillips, I will correct myself, sorry, not an Academy Award nominated actor, a Golden Globe nominated actor. So uh, there you go. That's not oh, just there. as prestigious. But I mean, I, I they think just I. Uh, Cancelled it though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but like, I Keith think for Sutherland, a- Golden Globe winner. Exactly. Come on now. Come on, uh, Lou, pick your game up. But I think, like, as a kid, I might have seen the Young Guns movies. Um, yeah. But, like, the thing is, has Lou Diamond Phillips fallen a little bit from grace over the years that he was, like, a special guest star, Lou Diamond Phillips, in 24, yet uh, recently he was just, like, a recurring person on Blue, Bud- Blue Bloods for a few episodes? <laughs> like, not to take away from these Steam Blue Bloods. I still watch it after all these years for whatever reason. But um, Watch that show. 
it uh, well, he was a pretty good character on that show actually from what I remember but um yeah so I mean it was a big deal but like yeah you sort of talk about how you remember it being the the Lou Diamond Phillips Dennis Hopman I it's a pretty big fucking deal as you say to kind of get these guys like they're not it's not Brad Pitt and fucking you know Matt Damon or whoever the big stars were in 2001 Arnold Schwarzenegger you know wasn't the biggest biggest names but like still as we talked about getting Keeper Sutherland to be the star was a pretty big deal then kind of have these people and one thing that I think we need to give 24 some credit to which um you know I don't know if it really gets that credit it actually has some fairly big guest stars in this show which it's it's not like a a Will and Grace or something Mm -hmm. like that or a Friends where it's kind of like oh if Brad Pitt's on Friends it's a big deal like all of a sudden you're going to be watching the show and like John Voight is on it. Oh, John Voight is on 24. Okay. Like Will Patton is playing something like you kind of just out of nowhere. <laughs> we'll get like pretty big name people who are just all of a sudden being very prominent people on the show. So it's kind of a cool thing that they mm-hmm. do with that. But um, I like Lou Diamond Phillips in this. He's a good character. He doesn't really last that yeah. long, but I like this whole like prison sequence. Like it's kind of cool. Like it's again, oh. it's mysterious. Like I love Jack going through the halls and going to the TV screen, and he's like, "Turn around, you bastard!" Although it is a bit soap opera when Lou Diamond Phillips is like, "Damn it, Jack! I can't even see him. Turn away from the monitor. I don't have clearance. Like, no, I'm going to lose my job." I actually feel very sorry for Lou Diamond Phillips because he he's only doing his job. So. <laughs> we all feel sorry for Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips doesn't feel sorry for Lou Diamond Phillips. If I'm Lou Diamond Phillips, I'm pretty excited to be Lou Diamond Phillips. His name is Lou Diamond Phillips. Like, I mean, the guy has got, like, Lou, which is a good name, Diamond, which, I mean, come on, and Phillips, which is a brand of shaver. So, like, I mean, just good on him for being Lou Diamond Diamond Phillips. Is Diamond his real middle name, or is that like state? Like, I, I just want to spice up my name. Lou Phillips does not sound like a, a movie star. I want to be Lou Diamond Phillips. Maybe there already was a Lou Phillips. Um, <laughs> so he was. No, it says he he was born. Well, he was born. That's unusual. Uh, he was born in the Philippines. There you go. Um, it doesn't. Philip, Phillips was named after the U.S. Marine Leyland Lou Diamond. After his father's death, his surname was changed to Phillips. His stepfather's stern surname. So he was born Lou Upchurch. So I don't oh. know if he was Lou Diamond Upchurch. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, if you have the name Diamond, it doesn't matter if your last name's Upchurch. I mean, you're going to be a star no matter what. He still could have been Lou Diamond Upchurch. I, yeah, I would have been that. Um, it's actually interesting, just quickly, you mentioned the connection here. Obviously, the Young Guns, Lou Diamond Phillips, Keith Sutherland reunion. Uh, also, a reunion with uh, Keith Sutherland and Dennis Hopper. Can you tell me the film that they appeared in together in a very similar scene, according to the 24 official companions? Yes, yes. I, I completely forgot about this movie. I remember it now because my mom loved this movie. So I remember watching it as a kid. It, was, um, it's, it wasn't Free Jack. What was it? Free Bird, something like oh, that. Oh, Free Jack's a great movie. We need to cover that one day. Um, flashback. You're very Flashback. Close. That's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that was uh, Dennis Hopper was like um, a former uh, hippie, hippie radical. radical. Yeah. Yeah. There we so go. Got the here, right wording. Keith Sutherland trying to drag Dennis Hoffer off to jail isn't a new screen dynamic for the actors as the pair played out a similar situation in the 1990 film Flashback. In it, Sutherland was an uptight FBI agent and decided to bring Hopper's former hippie radical to prison. Um, Free Jack, what a great movie. Keith it, Sutherland did you is see a big that? You remember it? That's one with Reese Witherspoon, like it's a, the Red Riding Hood <laughs> thing, isn't it? No? That's Freeway. <laughs> oh, Freeway. Oh, we did Free yeah. Jack on this show, didn't we? We did Free Jack. That was with Emilio, but not... No, no, we, this is... <laughs> Flashback, which is neither Freeway or Free Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Too many F Jacks and Ways and whatever. But um, no, I have not seen Flashback. I have seen 
Flat free free way. That's a good movie. I've seen Free Willy. Yep. <laughs> I've also freed my Willy. Um, um I, I I think I'm mixing up movies here because you said they were in Young Gun. No, not the. I, I know the I know the flashback. I remember that one. We're definitely mixing up a lot of movies here. But I thought Lou Diamond Phillips was in um, A Few Good Men with Kiefer. But was he, he not? Uh, I mean, Lou Diamond Phillips was in both the Young Guns, and Kiefer was in both the Young Guns as well, wasn't he? Um, was uh, Lou Diamond Phillips is not in A Few Good Men. There is a legal thriller like that that Lou Diamond Phillips is in. I'm going to have to find that because I think I'm mixing my movies up. A few up. good women? <laughs> a few good diamonds. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I found it here. I know which one I'm mixing it up with. Courage Under Fire. Uh, did you ever see Courage Under Fire? Denzel Washington and um, who was the other one in it? Meg Ryan? Uh, I did not see that one, Colin, no. Oh, it's, I mean, it's different from A Few Good Men. It's more investigating an incident where everybody died uh, or most everybody died uh, in a military conflict. Oh. Similar to A Few Good Men because it was a military trial thing, but Denzel's in it and Lou Diamond Phillips, Matt Damon. Another uh, 24 connection. Oh, two 24 connections. Zalco Ivanek's in it as well as Sean Astin, uh, both in it. Uh, so, and third watch connect guest on this show, Manny Perez. Uh, who's been on this show uh, as a guest. So he's in it as well. I was so. just thinking about this movie the other day. I don't remember why, but I think I was watching something else and it reminded me of Courage Under Fire. I'm like, I, I haven't watched Courage Under Fire in you know, over 20 years. So I, I will be honest and say I've actually not even seen A Few Good Men. Sorry, bad Kevin Bacon oh. fan. So, you know, I had somebody recently say that they got Kevin Bacon and Kiefer Sutherland confused, um, <laughs> which, you know... I, I always talk about my, my, my gay crushes, you know, like Kiefer and Pierce. I, I, I always forget Throw about Kevin. Kevin. Bacon there. Poor Kevin. Come on now. Man, that's a man. That's a, that's a man's man. Man's man's yeah. man. Yes. That's why they were in A Few Good Men. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Was Pierce in that movie? Ooh. <laughs> Should have been. Mm. Uh, anyways, the majority of the story here is that uh, the Drazens want to shut off the power uh, it's, it's all about an escape attempt on their, their dear brother here, Dennis, Dennis Drazen. Uh, what's, what's his name or dad? I guess he's his Dennis dad, right? um, <laughs> Victor, Victor Drazen. Yeah. Victor. I always, I always mix it up thinking he's the oldest brother, but he's the dad. Uh, so Victor Dennis Drazen. Um, <laughs> but there is one scene, which again, nothing really happens in it. But this whole standoff where I don't even think they realize it's a standoff on the, on the field where you got Kiefer and all the troops and then you got Andre and all the troops. It is, it, it's shot so cinematically, even though it really doesn't go anywhere. But this is why they brought Stephen Hopkins on. And again, the same similar thing with Kiefer Sutherland. It was a big deal to have a big name a recognizable name even doing a television show in 2001 Stephen Hopkins who had directed several you know feature films uh you know in including I think one or two that actually made like a hundred million dollars was a big deal he wasn't like you know known like Spielberg his movies weren't necessarily you know Oscar winning films but he was a feature film director and this is why you bring him on because a small scene like that he makes it look so big even though I think a regular person would have had two people looking through binoculars it's dark and then it just ends. But uh, uh, yeah, the, the episode here, we get Kiefer doing a little bit of screaming. <laughs> I, I wanted to go back afterwards because several of the moments here where he's screaming at Victor Dennis Drazen here, uh, I I thought that it sounded very familiar, but it could be because I just listened to 30 minutes of Jack Bauer <laughs> screaming. <laughs> 
but the big end of this episode is the, the lights are going to go out. The lights are going to go out. <laughs> and cut to black. Which it's, um, yeah. I, I mean, I love the, the tension sort of ending of it. And like, can I just say, Dennis Hopper does a pretty decent sort of uh, Serbian accent here and kind of with a little goatee in the gray. Like, if you didn't does know he Den- speak? I didn't notice. <laughs> well, he does. If, if, if he doesn't, if you didn't know who Dennis Hopper was, like, I feel you'd believe this guy is like a sort of a, you know, Eastern European. I was about to say Russian, but Eastern European sort of guy. Um, I do love, like, um, the sort of back and forth here when um, Andre is kind of like, one minute he's like, yes, we will get a call. Alexis will never let us down. You know, he's definitely set the power off. And then all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, he would have called by now. Let's assume he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's it's kind of like um, I feel this is the only time we ever really get like Alexis uh, Andre kind of panicking, like because he's just like, let's go, let's do it, and you know, oh, yeah. this random operative is kind of like, no, there's more men because I love Jack's plan here of like, how many people you got in this facility? Oh, five. What about those maintenance men? Well, they've never. I love. Uh, what does he say? Get they've never. Gun. They've never shot a gun in their life. How do you know that Larry, the maintenance guy, isn't a regular down at the Ooh. local uh, Sorgus Gun Club? You don't know if that. Li- if his name's Larry, we know why Keeper's got his eye on him. <laughs> but it's kind of like it's. I mean, it's a smart little plan by Jack here to kind of you know kit those men up in full weapons. And I love like random guy. Jack's like, hold your gun like this. You'll be fine, son. Or whatever he says to him. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Like it's such a tense scene. Like I love it. And like, you're expecting the power to go off. And again, you're like Jack Bauer, like, you know, he's never wrong, but um, you know, I, I love how then the plan basically all turns out to let's just blow up the generator down there. It's kind of <laughs> like they've gone to all this effort to pay like barrel bonds to the random redhead guy with this big meeting and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden it's just like, nah, we'll just blow up the bloody, the, the shelter thing. The the one, one like, I, I, I want to say, like, I enjoy it all. It's great. I love the action. Again, I'm tense. I, I'm looking forward to next week. Like, I love the, when the power goes off and when Victor's like, they are here. And it's like, deep, 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 deep. It's like, ooh, they're here. Like, ooh, it's like, it's freaky. Like, I love it. Like, this is why I love this episode. Also, I love the Jurassic Park reference in this episode when Jack Bauer's following the cables along the ceiling. If only uh, Ellie had listened to um, to Jeff Goldblum straight away rather than uh, Dr. Attenborough. But anyway, um... I point. I actually worked out a bit of a plot hole uh, in this, Colin. Did you? So, let's let's backtrack. the The whole plan of this day by the Drazens was to blow up a seven four seven, so that they can kill the photographer, so that then they can get photographer guy with Mandy, who's gotten all the gene therapy sequencing in in Cuba, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, is to then go to the press conference, basically hand the gun to Jack to do the shot. Bang, Palmer's dead then Jack's family would all be killed. Okay? So that's the plan. If everything goes to plan, they're done by 8 a.m. They're hanging out. Uh, Alexis is fucking what's-the-face all day. You know, great. Day over. Why do they then have this plan to shut the power off at this time to... Like, was this all still going to go ahead? Like, they basically imply that Alexis is flying in as a backup shooter. So then is the plan still for him to hook up with what's-a-face to then turn the power off to then escape. Like, they kind of, the way they imply this, it's like, oh, this is always a plan and this is always going to happen. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like there's, if you really read into it, like, this is a kind of a over-the-top plan. This shouldn't be happening because they should have done what they needed to do. Also, when Jack shows up and Andre's just kind of like, 
what's Bauer doing here? He's like, he's not even like worrying. Like he's just like, shouldn't he be like, there's a guy we need to kill. Shoot him. Like right there. Yeah. You've, got, you've got a sniper. <laughs> Bang. Jack Bauer dead. Like why are you not I've got doing a that? gun in my room right now. I can get yeah. it. We could shoot him together. <laughs> why not shoot him when he's on the crapper or something? Scott, you just don't get it. Do you? Like, again, right here, right now, kill him. Kill Jack Bauer. He's right there. No one's there. Jack Bauer, bang, He doesn't know you're there. So a couple of plot holes there, but again, this is our job to point them out, I guess. But I'm entertained. Are you not entertained? I'm entertained. Are you entertained? (laughs) I am not entertained. Jack Bauer versus Maximus. I am not entertained. Damn it! Where's the key card? Kind of like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> what is the deal with the key card? <laughs> Damn it. You could have shot him right there. <laughs> what is the deal with Victor Drazen? Is he dead or is he not dead? <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, I got any trivia on this episode or do you want to rank it first? Um, uh, well, according to the, the official guide as well, apparently these sort of facilities don't exist in the US. There's one underground official oh, government. They say. <laughs> one official government underground facility, which is basically somewhere where they, if a nuclear bomb goes off, they shove the president how, in it. So. How did they know that? Like, even in this show, it's top secret. So they're basically saying, listen, there are no top secret facilities. It's top secret. You wouldn't know. It's just like there's no aliens at Area 51, Colin. That's been confirmed. But are there really? Um, trivia. That is a good thing. Let's have a look here at 24 Wiki. Uh, Dennis Hopper is uncredited, possibly to preclude the audience from guessing his role as a prisoner. Yep, we've said that. This episode is in fourth place for the longest final split screen at 38 seconds. Oh, I like trivia wow. like this. Uh, in third place, day eight, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. at 39 seconds. In second place, day eight, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. at 40 seconds. And first place is Redemption at 51 seconds. Um, so it's the longest we're going to get for five years at least. Yeah, just as Tony is driving away from the Bauer house, he tells Nina he's about 20 to 30 minutes away from CTU. Though Jack made his journey from the house of CTU in under five minutes between 12 a.m. to 1 a.m., Tony's different estimate is plausible as he takes Dr. Parslow to the hospital. Well, yes, the clinic. It's just around the corner, right? Um, yeah, I forgot about that. There was a little five-minute drive. Where's Chopper Command? Fly him in. Yeah. <laughs> Got home like, This day. is when you call them in. Listen, we have somebody we thought was lost that we had had in, in, in you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, custody, um, safe house custody. We've recovered her. She's recovering from amnesia. Get me Chopper Command. <laughs> We, we, they, they've had people tailing them. They shot a doctor. Get me Chopper Command. Instead, Get me Amnesia compa- Command. Amnesia well, Command. <laughs> what? He's I shot forget. in the chest too. Like that's the other thing that bothered me with the, the end here. Shot in the chest and it's one of the first episodes and, or sorry, one of the first scenes of the episode. And at the end of the episode, they load him on the gurney at the clinic. 48 <laughs> minutes later, he'd be dead by now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it's, he should just die. Like, I mean, all honesty, he should just care. die already. We're just gonna, die. <laughs> are we really caring about the life of Phil? I mean, he's got to he's got to give evidence at the House Committee. Of course, we do. I mean, that's a very important chapter in that book, apparently. But um, yeah, like, I mean, like anyone else, Janet dies. Janet gets run over, shot, heroin into her, <laughs> fucking choked by a dad. Like, you name it, Janet gets it. Um, but Phil gets a shot in the chest, and he's just like, oh, oh, my chest, oh. It's a flesh wound. It's all right. Go on without me. (laughs) (laughs) If it was Jack, he would just leave him. Come on, son. (laughs) Uh, So actually, you know what? I was was leaning more towards a rent on this one, but 
last week, you know, I started this, uh, or one of the past weeks, I did the same thing. It's like, yeah, you know, the, the bad stuff's so, so little screen time in this episode. And really, Kim, we got two scenes that are awful. Terry, we have one scene and it's, you know, half decent. Uh, the Palmer drama is is good because of Sherry. And the Jack stuff, I, I'm going to agree with you. I think that nothing happens here, but it's still tense. And especially, I think it's the um, it's the mystery behind everything. If, if this had just been, they stumble across a bunker and they go inside and this is De- De- Dennis Haysbert. <laughs> Lou, Dennis Diamond Haysbert. Rave, <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips Rave Cave. Uh, <laughs> then it wouldn't have been special, but it's the fact that it's, it's buried in the ground. It's a secret facility and it's a secret facility for one prisoner that, that feels very JJ Abrams. Like it feels very alias lost. Like that has bumped this up for me. Cause I think 24, it needs a little bit of mystery at this point. So uh, I'm, I'm going to bump this one up to a buy. Yay. Woo. Um, yeah, absolutely buying it. hundred percent. I, I think this is a great episode. It's tense. It's, it's, you know, like the Palmer drama stuff where again, you, as you said, you forget about the, the Kim and Terry stuff. Like, I mean, I'm so tuned out of the Kim stuff cause I just know what's to come. Terry literally, she's just going to be stuck in a room now for the remaining episodes. Um, so yeah, but, um, it's going to be interesting actually with the ratings of this one. Cause yeah, I don't know if you've just again, bumped it slightly up. I, I'd be interested to see where you're going to put this overall. So I was looking at my rankings and um, last week I bought it, uh, which was the first buy in a while. And I think last week's definitely a stronger episode. So I'm going to put it just below last week, uh, which puts it number 10 on my list. Uh, so in episode 19, I have number nine. I have this one, number 10. So it's in the top 10 in the I, top half. I, 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 um, I, I, Captain. Um, Again, it's it's tricky to kind of again looking at these episode <laughs> titles because it's just literally fucking a lot numbers. of guessing. But um, I'm just kind of going through the synopsises on Wikipedia to kind of refresh my memory. Um, oh, it's tricky. Uh, I'm actually going to bump this up a little bit. Um, so I'm looking here. I've got it seventh place. I've got episode three, which is two a.m. to three a.m. Um, yeah, bugger. Let's put it in seventh. I, I think it's, yeah, I just, I feel this is a memorable one because, you know, you sort of mentioned about it, like, oh, the Dennis Hopper, whatever season, but like, I feel like this is the episode, the reveal, like, and just, again, as I keep saying, like these episodes to me, just put me back at how tense and nervous and just excited I am. Like, I'm just, I just want to watch every single week from now on. Cause it's just like, to me, it just, it's so exciting now. Like, oh, what's going to happen next week? So, um, yeah, I'm going to put this at seventh. Calmly. You know what? It, it's, it's, it's a mindset thing. I, I think I completely get that because you're talking about, you know, being in the position of 15 year old Ben or whatever, watching this. Uh, and I'm talking about how, when I first saw this, it was, you know, Oh, I can't believe it's Dennis Hopper and it's, and he's alive. Uh, it's Lou diamond Phillips and he's alive. Uh, but now because I sort of knew that that was coming, I've just been waiting for a week after week. It doesn't have the same impact. Uh, but I do completely get what you're saying. I also think it's just those reveals that add it, you know, because again, it's sort of, yeah, you, you take yourself back to, I mean, Lou Diamond Phillips, big reveal, but like just, I think we've sort of undersold the reveal that Victor Drazen is still alive, you know, kind of just that line when Jack's like, I watched, I watched you die and like kind of that great interrogation scene. If we, if we were short on, 
uh, amazing moments. I could almost put this as a potential nominee for a top five. I love the the uh, interrogation scene, which I, again I feel like completely undersold. But um, yeah, I, I think that just it elevates this episode. And again, like any season of twenty four, when you get to the final like four or five episodes, you should be feeling this like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? You get so excited and. Yeah, so um, it's, it's it's an event kind of watching this. And if anybody remembers watching this at the time, you all remember the, the level of intrigue and excitement that you have. So that also elevates it up for me as well. So, uh, yeah, a, a, gr- a great episode. And I will say, according to IMDb, this is the 52nd greatest episode of 24. So there you go. <laughs> wow, that's actually that's actually pretty good. How many, we have over 200 episodes. Yeah, we do. So, yeah. It's, it's in the top 25%. Do you think that they needed... Dennis Hopper for this because we've had so many villains up until this point you know that they, they all have their strengths they all um there's not really any weaknesses but you know uh Gaines and and Andre and Alexis and everything to have somebody like Dennis Hopper who's the big bad yeah well, I think we a, you need that, that too haven't we he's the big bad yeah he is yeah but then the the other side of it is that because this is somebody who's supposed to be dead you're not going to have that immediate recognition. You want to have that dun 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 moment, which you would get if if somebody had seen pictures of him or whatever. But the audience needs to be able to respond the way Jack responds. So even though they don't know who this is until he says, I think you needed a big name like Dennis Hopper, where everybody's going to be like, oh, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> TV's Dennis Hopper. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're right because, like, again, I guess that's the issue with this season in a way that, like, obviously, you know, they didn't know if they were going to get picked up, so they kind of don't know where they're fully going. If they knew at the very beginning that this is the direction they're going, you're right, you could put an image there or something like that of him. But, um, yeah. Dennis I like it Hopper. better this way. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's still, it's still, like, again, I feel like we've undersold it. Again, as you said, he's the big bad he might be, and don't quote me on this, that he might be the latest reveal of a big bad because um, I think it's more yeah. structured moving forward. Where it's we usually can't... like episode 16, 17. We're in the final five episodes here. Yeah, it's generally often sort of, yeah, 24 is generally divided into thirds. So, um, yeah, I think this might be the latest reveal of a big bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, one thing we might do, depending on how we feel when we're like 87 and we're finished this show, but, um, you know, ranking the big bads. Um, mm. I, I would oh, yeah. I would think out of the star power and the storyline, like this ranks highly just because I, I think the storyline holds it and you kind of, it's more of a personal thing for Jack. Um, but I think on the grand scheme of, you know, moustache twirling villains that he's not going to be up there, maybe I mean, probably a top half. Like, I mean, you've got nine, <laughs> ten big bad villains. You know, he's probably going to be in the top half of that, those, but he's not my number one. Uh, but, yeah. All right. But it's in your number seven spot, you said? Number seven, Colin. Here there we go. Out of 20. S- so will it make Seven. the top half? Well, it will be because there's only four well, episodes to go. Has to, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can go as eleven. It's settled. There we go. <laughs> so next week it's still dark outside. Uh, you haven't watched it yet. I don't know. I I watched the first five minutes of the next episode just to kind of get a feel for uh, what's going on, and it's I can't get a gauge on what we're gonna see, but I know that uh, the, the the Drazen breakout is coming. Obviously, because we've been teasing that. Uh, how much closer are we to bring it on? I think bring it on's next week from memory. Oh I'm boy. Certain, just <laughs> reading, reading the synopsis. Um, I'm pretty sure it's next week, but um, no, I like kind of the stuff we get next week. Again, tension, things like that happening. Um, Terry 
goes into a room um, <laughs> and we get a bit more Paddy from next week. Now, I've sort of mentioned a bit about Sherry, kind of maybe the one thing that you really do question about why she does what she does. But, um, yeah, so... Um, but, like, we're literally... Colin, I look at this as we're on the last disc of the DVD because I remember watching this. This is probably the first ever TV oh, yeah. show I ever got as a as a DVD box set, uh, and I believe there were six DVDs with four episodes on them. So we are now into the final four episodes, <laughs> and it's kind of like, I mean, isn't the Game of Thrones thing that it's like, you know, the penultimate episode is the big one or whatever? Like, I would always argue that 24 of the last four episodes, this is where it's at. Like, they, they know where they're going now. They've got yeah. a direction, and this is just trains going to the station nonstop right now. So, um, I mean, realistically, you know, we're going to have two more episodes that I'm hosting, and then we go... You, you're lucky enough that you get to host the final two because I can pretty much all but guarantee you that four of our top five moments will be in those last two episodes. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, the, obviously the end of the penultimate this... episode is a massive reveal. And then, again, three moments in the final episode I will be fighting tooth and nail to make the top five. Yeah, there is so much to come uh, at the end of this season where you're almost going to wonder, are we going to have anything in our top five moments of the season that's not in there? I think there's a couple. But there's a few that you want to fight for. There's a few I want to fight for. But uh, we may well, end up having a top five finale moments. Two two guaranteed moments in those two last episodes that will make probably be number one and number two. What, what, mm. what We know what number one will be. 100% know what number one will be. Probably be number one of the entire series. But... Yeah, when I made my 24 moments of 24, like the three moments in the finale, I trust me, I don't think I fought hard enough. Like I had to fight the boon to be equal fifth death on the lost season one ones. But I mean, God, like you want to talk about remembering where you were and when you were and all that sort of stuff, watching an episode, uh, the three moments in this episode, I vividly remember watching them for the first time as a 15 year old and just being glued to the television and just how amazing they were. So um, yeah, oh, so much to come. All right, we will get closer next week as we start the final disc of 24 season one. Get your DVDs out, kids. <laughs> uh, it's going to be exciting, and uh, we'll get close to the finale, and then we're almost on to season. It's, it's crazy. I, I almost want to push through this even quicker now because we've got season two around the corner because I really don't know how I'm going to feel about season two. I know we're kind of jumping ahead here, but I'm looking back and there's so many things that I remember really fondly, but now when I'm looking at it, I'm wondering season one, there's a couple things that I looked at really fondly. And now when I look back on it or having just rewatched it, I'm like, ah, plays a little bit cheesier than I thought. And I'm really worried because I know that season two was definitely a little bit cheesier all around, even as yeah. far as we get to the villain. I'm not sure I'm going to feel about when we get to the villain of season two, because I remember loving it, but now I'm kind of questioning, am I going to love it as much? It was a big bad of season two. He's a, he's a very renowned big bad from a very famous movie mm -hmm. franchise. So, you know, we'll kind of get to that. But yeah, I like, I don't, I'm with you. I'd like season two is kind of, you know, it just, it fluctuates my opinions of it. Sometimes I watch it and I think, oh, this is actually quite underrated. Sometimes I watch it and go, oh, is that really like, again, I remember watching it live. I have lots of stories about that. Season two has a lot of, forgettable arcs and forgettable storylines. Like, I mean, Kate is kind of just the anomaly of, of 24 that she's just <laughs> there and kind of okay. But, you know, we'll meet some people like Michelle comes into it. We love Michelle. Um, Kim and the Cougar couldn't, you know, give a shit about it. We get some epic moments, which are so memorable. Uh, it's just, it's, I will go out to bat and defend season three. I will go out to bat and defend season four, which often people deride. And I think season four is so oh, underrated. Love four. 
and season five, you know, probably might come out at number one. And, you know, then you kind of go on a downhill slope. But it's it's mm-hmm. sort of, yeah, we've kind of said a few times that 24 kind of, at least the first six seasons kind of build themselves into two halves. Like season one to three is kind of its own beast and then seasons four to six is kind of its own beast. So, yeah, I it's, it's interesting. Two is definitely the one that I often... I just don't know how I feel. I'm with you. Like, uh, I just, I, I like a lot of it. I dislike a lot of it. There's some, yeah, just some moments of it that will stand the test of time and then there's a cougar. So, you know. <laughs> and just, Kim in general is just, like, I can't think of one positive thing about Kim in season two. I really, like, she, you see her yeah, in underwear in the first episode. That's maybe <laughs> the best, you know. All right. Join us next week for episode 21 and then join us in five or six weeks for season two when we finally get to talk about it yeah why are we talking about it in episode 20 i was just i was just thinking i'm like oh am i gonna i want to get there but am i gonna love this uh but i'm sure we'll still love some stuff about sherry's in it so why not oh yes it's only season (laughs) i think she's credited as a main star from memory sorry my name is colin diamond phillips And my name is Ben Diamond Phillips, and I'm a reasonable guy, but my hands are held. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.